Hello listeners and welcome once again to Fate's Rest. Last time our adventures did some things and some other things. And I'll let them elaborate if they want. Well, all of our cons, uh, all of our shenanigans had, had uh, succeeded, so uh, there's that. Um, and I got a hourglass of boon instead of hourglass of doom. I want to see all the thunder, so I figured somebody else could take over. And I uh, got myself a bag of holding that may or may not be an antique. Um, and also convinced uh, <laughs> the god of knowledge to give us a, a ride on his back as a dragon, despite him saying that that's not what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be convinces a god to bless an item, so that was pretty neat. <laughs> um, otherwise, she's kind of worrying about her friend, but off to an adventure we go. We go. Alright, so that's, that's where we'll pick up while y'all are flying on the back of the gatekeeper's dragon form. And y'all are flying at breakneck speed. Everything's zooming past you, but you all seem to be in a little pocket of no motion. Like, it's the smoothest ride ever for the three of you. Um, so, I have a question. How many of us all saw what was in the bag, or has that been shared? Uh, I'll say that everyone could have seen it. Or at least know of it at this point. Okay. So... I guess, how accurate do you think somebody would be with that backpack if we threw it at somebody? Well, I think that's well, certainly a fun idea. <laughs> or, we could just open up the backpack and rain down. Oh, kind of like laying out oh, a carpet? <laughs> mm-hmm. Carpet bomb. <laughs> You know, if if we're doing that, I actually she's gonna pull out her staff and kind of look at it and kind of turn it over in her hands and just my new staff does give me a fun ability uh, to double the size of those <laughs> items and oh, increase <laughs> their 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 weight significantly. This is excellent. Realizes he fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't have to even—I don't have to touch them either. So, my point is, if someone were to throw them or drop them as they're falling, I could then cast the spell and make them much larger. Dear God, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> uh this this should work perfectly yes uh, i think so we could definitely use it to definitely use it to uh open up the uh combat or what if uh, before we get there we make a pit stop and look for like a handful of bugs and put it in one of the pots Oh, we can throw giant bugs at her! That's brilliant! That's so mean! Uh, so mean, he says. I this think woman's killing there, people. There's a drawback with, uh, with putting bugs and all this stuff. We a have to clean them, them before using them. Well, plus that a lot of them kind of... I mean, depending on what we're grabbing, can kind of fly. I guess if we used worms, but... That's a lot of worms to have to load in there and then also throw. And... I I think it's fine. We were going to spend 12 hours. We have time to kill. Hey, gatekeeper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did say we were about three hours. We're going to just take three hours. So that's, 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 
you'll be like starts using her fingers. I think that's nine hours we have to collect worms. Gatekeeper, could we make a pit stop, please? Why? We need to grab something from the ground. Kind of like very wearily heads to the ground. What are we doing? Well, you uh, assisted us with a lot of extra weaponry, so. Um, we're just making the most of it. Yeah, we're going to make the most of this extra boon. Yes. Oh god. What have I done? We we just need to dig up some worms. Yeah, that's all. He lands, hooks up at the sky. I did not do it, fates. I swear. <laughs> it was an accident. <laughs> it was just it's just a little bit of pans and stuff on uh, on them at the where we're going. I mean that Worst case scenario, it doesn't hit anything and we have, you know, a definite uh, moment of chaos to jump into and help and start the fight off. I'm not going to say nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to slide off and take at least one of the pots with me so I can start filling it with worms and dirt. Yeah. yeah uh, Callie's going to open her wings and go down to the ground and it's gonna he lands pretty close to a creek so there's bugs everywhere wonderful perfect I'm gonna ask like, uh, uh... Frynos to help me with moving the dirt around to find a lot of a lot of nice slimy worms <laughs> Frynos seems overly excited about this wonderful I too will ask Ray to help. I'm just Ray, not so much. <laughs> She's like, I, I don't want to play in the dirt today. <laughs> well, there's a creek right over there. Just spray the ground with water, and then it rains, and then the the little little wormy things come up. She does as she's commanded. Ta-da! See, look, you're not even playing in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> When I find worms, I'm going to put them in the pot. Uh, roll. What's a good roll for this? Um, survival. You're, you're, you're finding insects. I want a survival roll. So, um, I'm definitely doing this to find insects. <laughs> because we are... <laughs> because we have help from various creatures to make it easy to roll about in the dirt and get worms. Do we get advantage? advantage. Yes, everyone gets advantage. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> My first roll was a five, but I got an 18 with advantage. <laughs> I got a 19. My other roll was a one, so... <laughs> well, I, ro I rolled the minimum I could, which is a 16, so. Because I have proficiency in survival. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, between the three of you, you fill an entire um, stew pot full of earthworms. Well, they also have some dirt, so they're not lonely and wormy. Plus, they won't dry out if there's dirt. Offset it. Yeah. Just enough dirt to offset it. Perfect. But it, you can feel them wriggling around in the pot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, lo I love the evil Nakova laugh. That was, that was great. <laughs> well, the spell does specify that it bumps them up one size category. And I'm pretty sure earthworms are considered the tiny size category. Um... So to be in in the small size category, they're gonna have to be larger than two and a half feet. <laughs> I'm actually gonna drop Gross. a pan of uh, little wormy snakes on top of them. 
<laughs> That's terrifying. <clears throat> that is 100% terrifying. I think even someone who's not afraid of insects would freak out about that. <laughs> well, she well, shouldn't have picked a fight with us. Earthworms. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> You've gathered your worms, and the 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 very defeated sounding gatekeeper is. Are you done yet? Oh yes, I think this is quite enough. Yes. Um, I do want to say, if you get me within thirty feet of uh, the demigod one, I can make sure that I can do my best to make sure that pan hits her. Would you more just smack her with the pan as well? <laughs> well, no, basically, you know, dump the whole pan of all the worms on top of her. So it just, you know, pan and worms, and it's just, it's just no fun for anybody involved in that situation. Except me. <laughs> <laughs> she just perishes instantly. <laughs> because I have true strike. <laughs> The only time that would ever happen. <laughs> right? The one time True Strike comes in handy. <laughs> right. It seems as though we have an so opening uh, an opening attack plan. <laughs> <laughs> you, you take to the skies once again. And you are moving at a pretty good speed to make up time. And after a bit the forest that you've been walking through, that you've been flying over begins to clear out and open up. And there's this massive clearing. Kind of like a meadow. Where there's a makeshift camp. Some thrown together huts with no doors. Uh, there's a couple of, ca- uh, of just, they don't even look like cages. They're just sticks with cord wrapped around them. There's just a few people milling about. They all look like they're covered in the corruption. You see in one of these little makeshift cages, wrapped in some kind of glowing rope or twine, is a very familiar um, goblin. Three amigos. Uh, for specifics other than what I gave you, give me perception checks, please. Still daytime? Oh yeah, we started in the morning. It is noon. It is about noon. <laughs> Eleven. Seventeen. <laughs> Eleven, seventeen. I got, uh, where's my perception? Fifteen. Fifteen. Alright, well the seventeen and the fifteen are high enough. Eleven, they. I'm pretty sure you'll be zoomed in on Dizzy, and that's about all they see. Mm-hmm. And where's the other two? They see the uh, swordsman kind of milling about every now and then, interacting with the other people in the camp. And they see the taller woman, the one that was missing last time, kind of sitting on a wagon uh, near where the camp starts. Just kind of looking off into the forest. But the child is nowhere to be seen. Okay, just gonna okay, save so that both. pan for later. Yep, yep. Um, I can lift the uh, cage, most probably. It doesn't seem to be attached to the ground. Um, what I'm saying is I could pull him up here to us. Uh, which would probably get the attention of everybody, so if that's what we want to do for our opening move, we can, but otherwise... It, so, is there more prisoners on the ground, or just the one we saw was Dizzy? 
The only one you can see is Dizzy. There's a few of those cage-looking things, though. So there's a few of the cage-looking things, but they're empty from what we can see? Yeah. Okay. In fact, there's exactly four more of those cages. That's awkward. <laughs> Squint. <clears throat> There's exactly four of us coming into this fray. <laughs> <laughs> um, alright. Some ideas. Uh, I can cast a large spell that will do damage across the whole field, and I can choose to exclude certain creatures from it. Um, or I can lift that cage and see if we can get the gatekeeper to, to catch it. I can't lift it well, I can lift it about 30 feet up, so. Those are the things I can do. How do we know that's not a trap? Actually, it looks very much like a trap. Mm. Yeah, I think we should avoid that cage when we drop and just drop all these pans. Minus the worm one. That sounds fair to me. Um, gatekeeper. Can you... I know most, uh, or many divine creatures have the ability to see things as they are. Can you verify if that is Jack? He looks down at the out of the camp. They kind of see him squint with his big old dragon eyes. Says that indeed looks like Jack is um, very interesting aura is kind of unique. Though there seems to be something amiss with the rest. I can't I can't tell anything else apart. It's all got a shade of corruption on it. Mm. Definitely sounds like a trap, then. Alright, Pots and Pans idea first. I figure that's a good opening salvo, and then we can get into the fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Wonderful. So. The day the DM feels bad for the bad guys. <laughs> Well, you equipped us with the pots and pans. <laughs> you you did indeed give us 500 pounds of pots and pans, so... And I'm always telling you to think outside the box. It's my own fault. <laughs> <laughs> my own fault. Um, so, DM, well, if like... you want to go ahead and start calculating what damage that might possibly cause from whatever distance up we are, the spell does multiply its weight by eight. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and those are... Oh, dear God, those are cast iron skillets and shit. <laughs> <laughs> the size doubles in all dimensions and its weight multiplies by eight. And that's just read straight off of the enlarge reduce spell. So essentially minus about a pound and a half for the the pot the boiling pot with all the worms in it. So I don't think you're throwing no, that are you? So essentially, let me do some math. I'm probably going to need to roll some dexterity saves because that's going to hurt. Well, I would like to cast aid on the three of us. <coughs> I, uh, I totally know, know what that does, but just in case, you know, listeners don't. Yeah. So <laughs> aid is a spell that bolsters um, your allies with toughness and resolve. Choose up to three creatures within range. Each target's hit point maximum and current hit points increase by five for the duration, which is eight hours. Oh, nice. Uh, and I'm casting it at second level. So really, it's just five. Cool, cool, cool. But five extra hit points is five extra hit points. Oh, hey, D&D Beyond now it has is. a... Place to put temporary max HP modifiers. Nice. Alright. I'm 
hundred percent. So you. This is this would be welcome to the pan train. All right. <laughs> so, I think with your combined efforts, uh, what is Callie's spell modifier? My spell modifier. I am going to use that to calculate a dexterity save that these people on the ground are going to have to make. Oh, well, <laughs> if they get hit, well, well my, my spell save DC is seventeen. If that helps, my spell attack bonus is eleven. That's not one. Okay, eleven. Okay. Oh, that's going to be a tough one. <laughs> I forgot your level. Well, up. also, this staff specifically boosts those things for me. And, and I'm using the staff to cast the spells. So. Here it goes. 15 d 14 Alright. So... Of the 15 people on the ground that you were dropping shit on, six of them saved. <laughs> and because this is an improvised attack, I will say this is uh, save or suck on the damage. And these are all instant death things. <laughs> so you just squished like nine people So <laughs> with skillets. <laughs> So we're talking, you said 500 pounds. I need to figure out how many pants this is. It's, I mean, it's like the cast iron gear, so it's it's a lot. It's it's almost 4,000 pounds of weight you just dropped in that of the air. <laughs> <laughs> You're essentially dropping boulders out of the sky. It's just um, a, uh, a homemade meteor swarm attack. It's fine. Don't need no nine level spells. (laughs) I assume this is definitely the point at which they realize we're there and we gotta roll some initiatives. Yes, I also will give all three of you inspiration for that because that was glorious. It'd also be some uh, hellacious racket when all those pants are hitting the ground. <laughs> oh, they're hitting with thuds. They're hitting dirt. And there's there's not like rocks. Well, I mean, if, it, if anybody was wearing metal armor and that thing comes down on them, it's going to be a hellacious racket as it just. <laughs> oh. I will tell you this. Um, uh, tall girl who was absent last time, did not survive. She actually net failed. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> she net failed. She took two of them. Um. Oh, goodbye. <laughs> um, you kind of dropped the It's worth over. noting that shortly after they fall, I am going to dismiss the spell. Because it's concentration, and I'm not going to waste my concentration on keeping these large pans large. <laughs> but For no reason. Yeah. <laughs> you, you dismiss it, and there's still a lid falling, and it kind of just bonks off someone's helmet. <laughs> 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 what the hell? <laughs> Some guy runs off. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. <laughs> and so are all your allies. <clears throat> That's what happens when you don't pay the cook. <laughs> and I'm going to need the three of you to roll initiative. Because you're officially in combat. No, you don't say. hee. <laughs> <laughs> So I have a question. Yes. Um, I had an inspiration before you awarded us another inspiration. Could I use my old inspiration and keep the new one to help with the initiative roll? You sure can. 
Not much better, but it was better than before. That will be a 13 for you'll be. We got a 21. 11. So, first up will be the 21. As I will say this, that um, you will get, again, call and response is free, free actions. And uh, before combat fully starts, um, you will hear, all three of you will hear the gatekeeper explain. Do we land or keep fighting from the sky? I will leave it up to you. Uh, how high up are we? About, I'm going to say, he's probably flying just out of range of their bows, so probably like 100 feet, 120 feet. spells that can reach from here, so it's kind of up to the two of you. I imagine Yulby's already, like, mid-jump off of him to, like, take the... <laughs> use her cloak for wings. <laughs> uh, I don't have that kind of range. So, get a bit closer, but stay <laughs> in the air for now? I can... I can focus on defense if you want to keep attacking. That works. It might get bumpy and he kind of like nose dives. It's to about 60, between 60 and 90 feet away. Yeah, because my, my longest range spell is 90 feet, so. Is this about right? I have to work. I can also right. give you wings if you need me no. to. Fritz's turn. Okay. Let's see, whatever one's in charge. It would be Fritz. He's still Orc Boy. He's still Orc Boy. So. As far as you can tell, there's six people on the ground ready to fight. Uh, human Swordsman survived, right? Yes. So I want to target him with a uh, Chromatic Orb, please. Oh, thank you. Chromatic Orb. Second yep. level Chromatic Orb. Do your th Could you explain what that spell does? I don't think you use that. I have not used it very much at all. Um, so, it both in this game and out of this game and every other game I've ever used it. I've only used it like three times. Uh, you hurl a four-inch diameter sphere of energy at a creature that you can see within range. You choose uh, acid, cold, fire, lightning, poison, or thunder um, for the type of orb you create, and then make a ranged spell attack against that target. <coughs> If they hit, because I upcast it a little too, they take 4d8 of whatever element I chose. Um, so, I just basically throw a glob of an elemental... I just throw an elemental glob at them. Okay. And I would like to use... Let's... What kind of, what kind of, what kind of gear does he wear again? Uh, it's like... Kind of like that, that breakaway scale mail stuff. Oh, so metal. So I'm going to go with lightning. Okay. <laughs> and that is a total of 24 to hit. I'm going to say that hits. It's just above his shield reaction. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to take this glob of lightning that just comes out of the sky and just smacks him. And I need to get 48s out. I can't get 48s out. My cat won't let me. So, I'll have to roll it in the D&D Beyond. So, that's uh, 14 um, lightning damage to him. Please and thank you. Kind of looks up at the sky. Kind of shrugs off the, the, the sparks of lightning. <laughs> he grins. And that would be... 
Actually, wait. Was he aware of me when I did this attack? I'm pretty sure he was aware of all of you because of the pots and pans. But was he aware of me specifically because as a rogue I have sneak attack? You don't have sneak attack for that. (laughs) (laughs) Very not sneaky. I don't think y'all could be sneaky right now if y'all tried. Uh, bet. Alright. Next up is one of the henchmen that survived the panning. The pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> He's going to take a couple shots with his bow, which completely whiff and miss the dragon, which, that's sad. It's a big target. <laughs> Next up is... Who had the 13 again? Yulby. Yulby. Yulby's up. Cool. I wrote down the numbers. I didn't write down the letters, which is my bad. <laughs> um, I imagine it will take an action for my wings to activate, yeah? Yes. Um... Uh, oh wait, no. Fly on your cloak is a uh, bonus action. Oh. Well, shit. Uh, well, I'm gonna use that and mm-hmm. my question is I haven't used it. What's my movement speed with this fly? Uh, it's the same as what it would be if um, Callie were to cast fly 60 on you. feet. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Do I have enough from where we are to where Dizzy Jack's cage is? I say Dizzy Jack's cage. If y'all are circling around, if you, I'm thinking in your turn, you could probably get within range of it. Yes. That's where I want to go. Just, just wave goodbye to Callie and then dive right on off with wings coming out. And because it's her cloak, I like to imagine. Um, cause, cause, the magic always takes a different form depending on it, what it is, and that's what the gatekeeper said. I like to think that it's usually the wings that she likes projecting with these things. Uh, so like the giant, fluffy. Uh, feathery white wings um, but it like comes from the cloak like the cloak changes form just a little bit to become the wings so what I'll say is as you summon the wings this time mm-hmm. your the wings that normally appear appear however the cloak becomes a type of armor across the edges of the wings oh neat so you have like these these little these wyvern scale plates along the um, the bones of the wing. Okay, first that's of all, pretty neat. That's awesome. With <laughs> 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 yeah, little spikes and everything on it, it's it's awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Very yeah, well. and then she'll she'll do some cool diving down motions with the wings to get as close as she can get. And um, is he tied up by like there's a wrap around his mouth so he can talk, or is he like free to talk? Oh, he's free to talk. Uh, so as you get close to him, you'll notice that this this golden rope or twine or whatever it is is glowing, sort of. Uh-huh. And he's kind of just sitting there cross-legged on the ground. Uh-huh. The cage just kind of falls over as you as you touch it. Uh, hi. Hi, where's Ruby? The, the scary little one? My, yeah, I, I haven't seen her in like three days. She'll nod and then she's going about ready to fight anybody that comes close to her. <laughs> Axe in hand. And I would like to ready in action. Ready in action? Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to take a swing. The swing at whoever comes to yeah. you? Gotcha. Uh, I, will, I will tell you this, as since you're closest to the ground, 
a pan fell three feet from the cage that uh, Jack is in, or Dizzy Jack is in. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a big old crater. Like right a there. crater with a small pan in the middle. <laughs> uh, I mean, he is the god of luck. <laughs> By the way, that was terrifying. Hey, yeah, the gatekeeper gave us a whole bunch of pants. <laughs> and, uh, you've readied your action. Next up are two of the henchmen. Which are too far away from Dolby to get within range, uh, so they char. They start heading that direction. They're both wielding swords. Then next up is um, nearsighted boy, farsighted boy, whatever, whatever it is. And he's sitting there watching the watching the gatekeeper circle. Keeping his eyes directly on Zug or Sig, Fritz, whoever's in charge, and he kind of jumps on the back of the dragon. It's not what you mean. Well, well, well. Before his turn ends, he's going to draw his sword and summon a three-foot-tall black cube slime. You all know his shade. Uh, fade. Fade. Right. <laughs> I named it and I forgot the name. <laughs> <laughs> At least you had the right rhyming. Yeah, you're close. This is true. <laughs> Ruby said you would eventually show up for that little nincompoop down there. Nah, I don't really like him that much. <laughs> and next up is Callie. Cool beans. Um, I have to decide between two courses of action real fast. Mm -hmm. How did he get up here? Did he just jump? Uh, kind of like a teleport type thing, like he did before, yes. where he like. I guess what I'm saying is really, really fast. Watching him get up here, I would not assume he has a flying speed. Cool. He does not. Kelly is going to touch her companion here and cast fly. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and is then going to um, open her own wings because that's a bonus action for her and uh, call down to the gatekeeper. Just, you want to shake him off? As she <laughs> hops off herself. <laughs> Takes a really big flap, and it is now his turn. And as you two leave his back, he takes this really big flap and he launches himself high into the sky. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of like get pushed out of the way from the the gust of wind from his wings. You just hear him laughing maniacally as he begins to barrel roll and dive back down. Amazing. <laughs> so this guy needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Well, that's not going to end well for him. <laughs> 
That'd be a nat one. Oh, no. <laughs> Even with his plus seven modifier for dexterity saving throws, he did not do well there. That's what uh, you get, a-hole. <laughs> but just before the gatekeeper hits the ground, he pulls up, comes down, and his feet touch the ground. You see this guy just hit the ground like a bag of potatoes. Oh no! So uh, what's that fall damage there? <laughs> it was ninety feet up, so ouch. <laughs> it might have been more. No, Gatekeeper went up. That's he true. Went up. That's true. <laughs> how high up he went before he fell off. That's fair. I mean, it started at ninety feet, so I mean. <laughs> and. Oof. You can't tell if he's dead or alive. <laughs> he's dazed at the least. You don't see any blood from the splat. <laughs> There's no blood from the splat, but you don't know if he's dead or alive. And uh, we've got one more minion who is now moving within range of Yulby. Or at least his melee range, because he has a spear. Does your um, battle axe have reach? I can't remember. I don't think it has reach. Give me a sec. At the risk of being that guy who reminds the teacher that we have homework, um, there should be two goons left. I, I, I know what I said. Okay. <laughs> I said last minion. Um... Quint. No, it's only got a five foot reach. Five foot, okay. So this guy's just just out of the reach of your battle axe. He kind of takes a, a stab at you with his little rinky dink spear, and I'm pretty sure a twelve does not hit. Oh no, it just kind of glances off. He looks kind of at his spear, and then back at you'll be looking at his spear again and sighs. <laughs> <laughs> And lastly, because she net won her initiative roll, you will see kind of appearing out of thin air a very small little two tailed girl. She's looking she around. Pull, pulls out a pot full of worms. At all the, <laughs> <laughs> she's looking around at all the carnage. She pulls out this wand, points it at the gatekeeper, and says, Stop. The gatekeeper immediately freezes in place. You no longer hear any sound coming from him, uh, no movement, nothing. That is her turn. And we're back at the top of the order. So me? Yes. Alright, so um, is this uh, demigod within 120 feet of my now flying form? She's like in the middle of the battlefield, so yeah. So I'd like for her to make a... I would have first... Get some bonus uh, stuff here. Flip the hourglass. Oh. Everybody freezes. And. 15 seconds of no movement. Switch personalities for a spell. Okay. That spell. What is said spell? Would be uh, fourth level phantasmal killer. So she needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Fifteen. What about twenty-two? <sighs> <laughs> right. 
She has a plus nine to wisdom saving throws. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> what is what does this do? Well, it's uh does it do half damage on the same object check? Uh, tap into the nightmare of the creature you can see within range. Lose no, uh, any manifestation of its deepest fears. Visible only to that creature. Make a wisdom saving throw on a failed save. Become frightened for the duration. At the end of the turns, they still the, 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 at the end of each of its turn, uh, before the spell ends, target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or take 4d10 psychic damage on a successful save. The spell ends. So it just, it's saver suck. Which is really garbage for a 5th level spell. It is kind of garbage for a fifth level spell. It's a waste of a spell slot. Yeah. Alright. Oh, uh, I have 15 seconds of time slow. So Yes. It essentially gives you, what, one extra action? Maybe like two. Yeah, that's nearly three rounds. Yeah, it's almost three turns. Nearly three rounds? Okay, really good. You get three extra actions. Um, you've done one. Okay, then how about a dex saving throw? Dex save. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to watch your dex save when time is frozen. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be an auto fail, so just whatever damage rolls. Okay, up. so um, <clears throat> so I will. Uh, my character will say the uh, celestial word for fire, and uh, flames will wreath the creature I can see within range. Um, they will take 8d6 fire uh, fire damage on a failed save um, and they will burn for the spell's duration and shed uh, bright light in 30 foot radius and dim light for additional 30 feet uh, at the end of each of his turns it can repeat the saving throw uh, takes 4d6 on a failed save and it ends on a successful save so first round of damage is 32 damage. 32. Okay. It's not game breaker, but it's a lot. Well, it's she's gonna auto-fail the second. <laughs> I assume auto-fail. We do action, so... My last action... Look, my last action to where's that spell at? So my last action, I would like to dimension door over to our. Nice uh, not dimension door. Um, so I will switch personal in spells. So I won't switch personalities at this moment in time. Ha! We got one action. Uh, Time's a ticking. Let's just give a let's just give a nice uh, cantrip of shield touch. Just call it good. Okay. So that is a a natural twenty to hit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> max damage. <laughs> right? So it's 3d8 base. God. Plus my 3d8 of 10. So 16, 24, 34. Please and thank you. 34 necrotic damage, right? Oof. Oof, that's a lot of life loss. A lot of ouchies. Yeah. And then she has to pass a save or she's gonna burn again. <laughs> <laughs> that's at the end of her yeah, turn. That's the end of her turn. She has to do another save. Okay. Alright, and is that your, your three free actions? My three actions. And your time runs out. And all of this happens at once. 
green, slimy hand smacks his child upside the face as she sits on fire. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at this uh, mental image, but it's great. <laughs> and uh, when you switched over to Sig, now that you're in full real time again, uh, when you were flying before, you didn't have wings because of, because of Fritz. When you switch over to Sig, it's it's his yep. wings. And um, one of the one of the the excuse me henchmen who shot an arrow earlier now has better shot. It's going to lose another arrow. At uh, this time, it's going to be at Cali. You got the luck of the draw there, but I don't think an eleven hits, does it? For who? Ah, Cali. No, an eleven doesn't hit. That. I don't think so. Of the three of you, you're the squishiest, and eleven still doesn't hit. You. I feel like she just kind of lean dodges out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> She's flying, so it's just like really easy to just maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is Yubi. Cool. I'd like to bonus action cast a spell. Yep. Um, and have Wrathful Smite. Uh, at what level is this? First level. Um, and so the next time she hits with a melee weapon attack during the spell's duration, it deals an extra 1d6 psychic damage. Um, additionally, if the target is a creature, it must make a wisdom saving throw or be frightened of you until the spell ends. As an action, the creature can make a wisdom check against your spell save DC to steal its resolve and end this spell. And that's an effect added to your attack, correct? Because it's a smite? Yes. Okay. We've got three guys that you can possibly get into range of to melee attack. Um, I'm going to go with the spear dude, because he's right here with a spear pokey. That's fair. Um, and I would... I'm just, I'm just going to go for it. Twelve. Twelve. God damn it. You know it hits. It hits? You hit the one with the least amount of armor. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well that twelve probably misses. <laughs> no, he had a shitty armor. Okay. So as you hit it, one of the effects of your axe kicks in, first of all. And it kind of Makes the ding noise and a gold coin drops to the ground. Ooh, cool. <laughs> uh, one second, gotta write down and get one gold coin. <laughs> uh, okay. Do you want all the attacks first or the attacks and damage? Um, it hits, so just give. I mean. Thought it was just one attack. No, I get two attack actions per turn. Do all of the attacks if you're attacking the same person, and then give me the damage afterwards. <clears throat> okay. Ta yeah, attacks first, and then damage afterwards. Okay. The next one's a 24. That definitely hits. Cool beans. <laughs> By a lot. <laughs> okay. But I'm rolling low. Okay, that is 11 uh, slashing damage. Uh, cheesy peeps. Okay, for Wrathful Spite, I got one each time, but he has to make the Wisdom DC 17 save. He's, he's he's definitely scared of her now. Uh, but that was two, two psychic damage. And because 
because we leveled up. Yulby got a cool thing where she has improved Divine Smite. Because it just happens because her magical weapon is very magical now. Um, and the target just takes an extra 1d8 radiant damage. And that will be 7 radiant damage on top of that. So, was that a total of 20 damage total? 11? 11 slashing, 13. 2 psychic, and 7 radiant? Yes. 20 damage total. Doesn't look too great. Nice. Uh, but he is still standing. He's also terrified. Yep. Doesn't he? He's got the frightened condition now, right? It means he's got to run yep. away. Yep. Okay. And I think. So he's going to bolt 30 feet in the opposite direction. <laughs> Beautiful. That's it. Alright. And we're going to do the next two guys. Right, these two guys move within range of Yulby. Got melee range. Got two guys within attacking distance here. And they're both going to take a swing. I could not do that again if I tried. Both dice laid on 18. So that makes 21 and 21. Are they both hit? They both hit. Okay. Let's see. I'll need this dice. Okay. And you've got from both attacks a total of 11 slashing damage. And. You know, that's it. 11 slashing damage total. minions. Next up is Mr. Sack of Potatoes. You don't really see much movement out of him. Uh, you do see the slime slowly starting to pull off of him, almost like it was a protective layer around him. And beginning to take shape right next to him. And that is his turn. So, Callie, you're up. position myself closer to Ruby, but not quite like directly above her, just kind of like flying that general direction a little bit. No lower, yeah. I'm still like 90 feet above her. Um, yeah. But I feel like this is a better use of my action in that I'm going to try to cast Dispel Magic on whatever the heck is affecting the gatekeeper. So, please explain. Yeah, I assume it's not a spell of third level or lower, a spell or effect of third level or lower. Um, if it was, it would be automatically dispelled. Otherwise, I need to make an ability check using my spellcasting ability. So, mm -hmm. it is definitely above a third level. Yes. Um. So I'm gonna go ahead and cast, like, spend the charges on that, yep, and yep. I do get an automatic plus two because of the staff. Let's see what that ends up at. Twenty-four. Um, so the DC it says is ten plus the spell's level. Ten plus the spell's level. Okay. So. I mean, you dispelled it. Awesome. It counters all. 24 counters all spells at that point. <laughs> cool. So she's going to use her staff and dispel the magic on him. And then I'm going to be prepped to, to drop the, the worms, but I, I don't have the action economy left to be able to do that this turn. So. 
Next up would be the gatekeeper. And he kind of flaps his wings. Cracks his neck. Turns to, to y'all. Looks at Ruby. He's like, you dare to hold a god? And he's just going to uh, kind of just step down on top of her. She is still on fire, so <laughs> there is <Fire>. that. <laughs> I don't even think he can count her. I'm just letting you know that his foot might get a little singed. <laughs> uh, I mean, to say she's on fire is uh, understatement. She's completely breathed in flames. She's a bonfire. <laughs> to be shedding that much light, I mean, 60 feet of light off of this fire, that's, that's a lot of fire. Definitely hits. Does a significant amount of damage here. And now he lifts his foot up. She's kind of laying on the ground, still on fire. <laughs> and there's now a footprint around her. Impetuous child. And that is his turn. Next up are the spear minion who kind of feels out of place at this fight as he runs off because he had to. And he's going to break his wisdom save. Does a seven beat the save to end the fear spell? A seven? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think so. He's still running. <laughs> <laughs> There will be a point where he just runs out and, I guess, what, take the entire action and run 60 feet now? He's just going to leave combat, and he's no longer in combat. Yeah, he just keeps running. I think even when he's out of the spell's range, he just keeps running. He's like, nope, I'm done. I'm leaving. I'm super outclassed for this. I'm out. <laughs> they brought frying pans. They brought a dragon. This is just not fair. I'm leaving. <laughs> And uh, next up is, is Ruby, who is lying on the ground on fire. And she fails her save, so she stays on fire, takes more Sweet. damage. So she's going to take another 46. So that is. Another 12 fire damage. Please and thank you. Another 12 fire damage. Right. And she still doesn't look worn out yet. She is on fire and she is struggling to get to her feet because she was just crushed by a dragon. But she doesn't look like she's ready to throw in the towel yet. She kind of looks mad, honestly. That is her turn. And right here is where we will end it for the night. Just as a confirmation. As I understand, at this point, she would no longer be on fire, yes? No, uh, and she has to pass the save. Okay. It yeah, lasts she until it. she passes? It lasts for uh, the concentration duration, which is one minute unless she passes. Okay, cool. I have a spell that is affected by fire, and I just want to keep that in mind whenever I'm choosing to cast that, so thanks. Gotcha. Yep, yeah, so one minute concentration, so ten... Rounds basis and it's only been one. No, yeah, ten rounds. It's only been one. So, cool. yep. good to know. Thanks. We are ending it as she struggles to her feet, still on fire, still, still ridiculously on fire. A pot of worms above her head. Callie with a pot of worms. <laughs> um, Does so, she get yep. to say anything as we like conclude out? She does not say anything. Oh, she just looks pissed. She just looks pissed. She's just mad. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's, uh, she's, she's pretty flaming mad. Um, you can see the actually, fire burning in her eyes, literally. <laughs> right? Uh, there's, actually a really, there's actually a really great thing, too. Not only is that like circle of 30-foot bright light and the 30-foot dim light outside of that, 
if the damage from the spell kills the target, the target turns into a pile of ash. <laughs> uh, they cannot be exchanged. They cannot be extinguished by non-magical means. So they're magical fire. Oh jeez, it's a really sweet spell. Yeah. My Three. next spell is even more fun yeah. that I have planned for, uh... You have thrown the whole ambush party into, like, chaos, <laughs> so... <laughs> you mean we throw them into pandemonium? <laughs> and so it starts. Uh, All right. So, Let's do so you could almost say that she's uh, out of the frying pan and under the fire? <laughs> you set that joke up, didn't you, so... <laughs> Yes! I'm glad somebody picked up on it. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, yes. Uh, we will start with the, uh, the... the How many pans does it take to... Uh, never mind. Um, <laughs> uh, please rate and review the episode. You know, our, uh, let us know what we're doing good, what we're doing bad. Um... Laugh at uh, the the horrible feeling of the DM realizing that uh, he well and truly screwed up and gave us something that was uh, a really big weapon. After he's like, oh yeah, think outside the box. We're like, all right, frying pans. That's outside the box, right? <laughs> um, and hop on over to our Discord and uh, you can use that opportunity to complain at Tex for never cutting out anything he says that he's going to cut out. Camp. And we'll see camp. you there. And I will. I will. Uh, I'll be there alongside you. And we can all. We can all take up arms. <laughs> take up the pan. Or you can take up your phone or computer, whatever, and check out our socials at Fates Rest on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Please, <laughs> please pander to us. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> <sighs> and lastly, as always, leave you with the topic of the week. This time, my fellow DMs, I want to know about the times your parties have completely thrown your combat plans completely into chaos. Uh, I want to know about those because every DM has those points. Everybody does. Uh, I, also, I also think it'd be a really fun one too. Please, in that example, let us know if it was a self-inflicted mistake that caused everything to go into absolute chaos like this was, or if it was uh, completely accidental that you didn't even know it was going to happen. <laughs> What's funny is we were just talking about how uh, what Zug and Callie could do crowd control for spells, <laughs> <laughs> but we got rid of most of the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> you could you hey, could say that for text. Fair. Nothing went according to pan. <laughs> I mean, we're we're getting ready for a pan of worms here in the near future. So, as always, we love you. We love you. We love you. Bye. 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 <laughs> they should. No, they should just put a lid on it now. <laughs> <laughs>